What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast. And yet again, the dynamic duo of myself, Austin, and Robbie P. What's up, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, you know. I mean, I didn't have any other choices. No, so. you didn't, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Robbie P's all right. So we're going to talk to you. Oh, actually, I like to say this. It's my favorite thing to say on this podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, we appreciate you being here. We look forward to having you in the fold of the community of the prepared and we're going to talk to you about the sponsors that make this content for you guys free. So, Triarc Systems. I mean, again, we always talk about what good people they are, what good products they are, and how amazing it is to use a weapon system. And it's like still true. It is. Right. It'll be true today. It'll be true tomorrow when we record more ads. And then mm -hmm. a month from now, they're just good people. They're good guns. And yeah. I know our training staff love them. Uh, I've, I've been able to, uh, kind of piggyback on the backs of, uh, the training staff with the firearm stuff. And I do a little bit of shoot myself, you know, and having a, a gun like <laughs> Triarch systems is amazing. I mean, I, it's second to none. And I mean, if I could have one of everything I would, but I don't yeah. know if that's totally possible. I mean, maybe we, they we'll get there. Up. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, eventually. Yeah. But in the meantime, guys head over to triarchsystems.com use code Fieldcraft, and it'll save you 5% on your next build with Triarch Systems. Next up is one of my personal favorites, Anthem Snacks. Guys, oh. it's just the best jerky. Like, I don't even know yeah. what else to say other than it's the best jerky. Like, listen, you think that we're saying it's the best jerky because this is a podcast ad for us. No, seriously, this is the best freaking jerky you're ever going to eat. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been saying this since we stocked it in the store. Yep. Uh, Nate came out and visited us and brought it out and mm -hmm. literally... I don't know if we've told this before, but he sent us some samples mm -hmm. um, and they went to Kevin Owens <laughs> and guess who else saw some of that jerky? Nobody. Yeah. Because he ate it all. Kevin's like, no, it's amazing. You guys would love it. And we'd be like, well, <laughs> we'd love to it? try Where it, Kevin, it? but like, well, you I ate, ate it all. <laughs> but uh, actually one of our good friends here in town, one of the guys that is in the sheriff's department that I work with on a lot of different search and rescue calls, um, Mike, uh, Sheriff Mike, <laughs> we were on a call actually together. And it was like right around dinner time. I hadn't eaten yet. And as this call is kind of developing, I was like, dang, man, I was talking to him. I was like, man, I'm starving. He's like, dude, I got some, some Anthem jerky in the truck. <laughs> you want some? So we crushed a pack out on the search rescue call. So, uh, I mean, it's multifaceted and, yeah, yeah. and purpose, you know. But it's, good, it's good food to take out in the mountains, too. Yeah, and it's, it's perfect. perfect. Yeah. Nick and I actually took some to Montana with us. And uh, uh, it was a media trip. But, I mean, hiking up into the mountains at like 10,000, 11,000 feet takes it out of you so right. having a little snack something like anthem getting the jerky getting the protein game changer when you're in the field and the honey flavored one oh it's, it's my favorite it's, so it's my favorite yeah and they have a couple new ones that are out um like straight if fire the, yeah straight fire I, I, i'm not about that life yeah let's I like, just, I like let's just say you feel that one twice stuff. yeah you feel that one twice <laughs> but you like a little heat that one's for you <laughs> yeah and a little heat to the seat if you know what i'm saying anyway <laughs> guys uh head over to anthemsnacks.com and use code fieldcraft10 and it will save you 10% off your next purchase with Anthem Snacks. Do it. You won't regret it. Next up are our friends at Casey Highlights. Similar to almost all of the things that we always say for these guys, and it's just because it's true, we love working with companies that have great people. And Ali, the gang at Casey Highlights, we've hung out with them multiple times. Oh. We're about to go do, uh, was it summer camp? Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing summer, summer camp, camp with Casey. I'm looking forward to just hang, like. Aside from the products that are freaking amazing, I'm just looking forward to hanging out with these guys again, man. They're awesome, you know, and um, it's just the benefit that they have some of the best, if well, really the best lights in the game. Yeah. Man. I mean, they've been around for 50 years. I love turning them on at night, yeah. driving down out in the mountains, wherever you're in the desert. And it's just, I mean, it's just, it, it's such a difference yeah. being able to go from regular lights, not seeing anything to lighten up everything and being able to see where you're going when you're out in the back country. Yeah. And it, for me, also, when I, I see that, like, we have Casey lights even on some of our search and rescue vehicles, and um, it's a confidence boost for me to know that, one, I know the guy's there. I know all the work that goes into the quality of the product and how good it functions, and then that confidence boost of knowing, okay, cool, we have the right lighting system yeah. on these vehicles that I know isn't going to fail. So it's, I mean, it's a huge, I'm a huge advocate for good quality gear and Casey highlights. It's just that. So, guys, head over to CaseyHighlights.com. Use code FIELDCRAFT, and it'll save you 10% on your next purchase, Casey Highlights. So, guys, in this podcast, we've got Amber and Emily Livingston talking about lifestyle modifications families can make to accommodate children with special needs. It's an interesting discussion that's uh, unique, I guess, um, but it's something that 
a lot of people don't talk about. And what you need to do when you've got kids that got different challenges and things like that. Um, and they also talk about uh, opportunities that the women have for training with Fieldcraft and how you can take your preparedness to the next level. A lot of people are a little nervous to make that first step. Mm -hmm. And we've tried to make it um, really easy for them. And when I say we, really, it's Amber. She's really taken that, um, taken charge on that and given opportunities for the women to step up and train. Yeah. Get and, comfortable. And it, that's a really incredible concept uh, for a podcast because that's something that a lot of us don't think about, right? It's something that someone with special needs or someone with uh, some kind of a, even a handicap mm -hmm. or ailment where, you know, you've got a cane or maybe you're in a wheelchair or something else. And, and I mean, there's so many ways that folks that have these issues, I mean, crush stuff. So it's okay. like, but when you can take something like that and add a preparedness component to it and give... Uh, yourself, a loved one, or whoever, maybe a better chance with dealing with those issues. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, we did a course, a free course for uh, people with disabilities, um, right. I don't know, a couple months ago. Right. And it it's just blows my mind the challenges that some of these people face yeah. and, and how they have to adjust. But we don't want to just leave them out there with nothing to protect themselves because right. they just, sometimes they're even bigger targets right. because it's easier. Mm -hmm. um, and so being able to help them take those steps. It's, it's real important. Yeah. Especially the mom with kids. I mean, yeah, that's, for sure. that's, that's pretty unique. So I'm sure you guys will enjoy this podcast and Robbie P and I will catch you guys on the next one. Hi, Emily. Hi, how are you doing? Good. I'm so excited. You made it up from Arizona. Scottsdale. Yes. So Emily's here for our women's class, everybody. And I convinced her to come early so I could podcast her because <laughs> if somebody has some information to share, I want them to spill. And I feel like what Emily has to offer is is a very uh, a small mark, a smaller market. I say smaller, but um, it's large but small. Right. We call ourselves the lucky few because it's, it's a very specific very, market. Yes. But it's so important. Yes. And it's critical when we're talking about preparing our children to be able to navigate those unique instances and those differences that our children often have. Yes. And so, Emily, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Uh -huh. um, well, first off, like you said, my name is Emily. Um, I am mom to Madison and she has Down syndrome. She is 16, getting ready to turn 17. Lord help me. <laughs> Attitude to be. Teenager. <laughs> Bring it on. Yep. And I also have a nine-year-old son. Um, my husband and I have been married for 10 years. Um, and we are currently looking to relocate to Arizona from Washington. Oh, very nice. Yes. Okay, wait, so you're... You're not in Arizona right now. We are in Arizona, staying with some family. Oh, gotcha. Um, and then we're just kind of looking to see where the good Lord takes us. Might be Utah. It might be Utah. We'll see. Might be <laughs> Texas. It, uh, I don't know about <laughs> Texas. It's a little humid there. <laughs> okay, I was going to say maybe Louisiana, but I don't. Do people relocate to Louisiana? I don't know. I think it takes a special heart to move there. <laughs> I've never been to the South myself, but my husband was like, it is humid. Uh, oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. Superhuman. Just, you know, if you're not used to eating the air or like walking through it and moving it aside. Right. It probably isn't that much fun. <laughs> so it's like extreme heat. Yes. But add in, it's really wet and the air is really thick. So you're just constantly. Yeah, like sweaty. Take a breath. Ooh. Move the air. Walk mm -hmm. through it. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so you're better off sticking where you're at. So when we first started speaking yes. on Instagram, I was looking for some unique aspects that parents had to navigate with their children because mm -hmm. I can speak to the quote unquote normal type of environment mm -hmm. that you'd be educating children in. Yep. You know, this is what works normally when you implement it in XYZ manner. Mm -hmm. But I have so many people asking me how to implement situational awareness, code words, Mm -hmm. All these simple things with children that are nonverbal yeah. or highly anxious, you know, any type of, of spectrum disorder per se. Yeah. And then we have the Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. We have um, physical disabilities yeah. where people are wondering what, what, when I say a code word, I have a child in a, in a, in a, in a, a wheelchair. Uh, right. Or a child with cerebral palsy. Like, how am I navigating this? And so 
I think it's so important that we take a step back and say, you know what? I can't speak honestly to that. And authenticity is important to me. Absolutely. I don't want to speak about experiences that I haven't actually lived out with mm-hmm. my children. And so that's when we bring in the subject matter experts, which are people like you who have lived and breathed this. Yes. Also, your husband is military, retired military. Mm-hmm. And so I've loved you explaining to me how he brings those skill sets to the table. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're able from what I can perceive to soften them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. And pass them on to your children in that way. But I love the, the dynamic that you guys have formed mm-hmm. in, in doing that. So explain to me, if you don't mind, like let's talk about your normal day-to-day activities yeah. with your daughter and how those are different from from what other people would perceive as their daily activities. Yeah, so we're homebodies for one, um, but we do have our adventures from time to time. Uh, Madison gets overwhelmed by crowds very easily. Mm-hmm. And she's also nonverbal, like you had mentioned earlier. So code words don't really exist within our realm of preparedness for her. Um, she is also a she looks down a lot so she doesn't watch where she's going she doesn't look around but um i would say as far as like day to day we make sure that our house is ready Mm -hmm. for anything that she may like may decide to do on her own terms you know in her own mind um so we have little alarms that warn us when doors are opened um we also make sure that things are locked. There's, you know, um, we don't want her getting into certain things or just disappearing on us because a lot of kids with disabilities tend to elope. Mm-hmm. So we always make sure that um, gates and security is the highest priority for our home setting. Right. As far as like public outings, um, we have to work as a team, my mm-hmm. husband and I. We usually go just about everywhere together just because he is home. We have a very unique lifestyle just mm-hmm. because he is retired and we get to do this parenting thing together. Um, and it's super important that we work as a team. If we're not a team and there's no plan before we go somewhere, it could fall apart very quickly. So it's a lot of communication between you and your husband. Absolutely. So we kind of make up for the lack of communication that our daughter gives us Mm -hmm. in our own little, you know, plan of communication. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. How do you, do you travel a lot with her? Like if you were to displace from your house and be Mm -hmm. on a vacation or somewhere else, how do you go about trying to secure that parameter? Um, Well, obviously my husband is very aware of like his surroundings. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning. Uh, A lot of this is somewhat new to me. I've maybe been kind of more aware from the last four Mm years-ish. So he's more aware than I am. But part of our plan is obviously because our daughter is 16, she's almost the same size as me. We have a, um, a rule that he's kind of in charge of her Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of more in charge of the smaller one. You team up. Yep. We team up. So we separate the two and we know, um, where our priorities stand as far as protection Mm -hmm. and awareness. Um, we are implementing teaching our nine-year-old to be a little bit more aware. He's always been kind of aware. Um, so he kind of looks out a little bit for certain needs of our daughter as well. I love that. Um, so we, we definitely team up, we make a plan, and we've kind of always stuck to the same plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't matter where we go, we just know that he needs to be a little bit more, because he's my husband is bigger and stronger than me, that he can kind of take care of the bigger child. So, so you've had to scale this. Yep. It's, it's just a constant pivot mm-hmm. and shifting as the seasons change, it sounds yeah. like. you know, Because mm-hmm. I can imagine when she's little, you have more control. You yeah. Can, you can have her in a stroller. Yep. Um, and I know there's a lot of special needs families who keep yes. children in larger strollers for an extended Absolutely. period of time. They're or you can in. put them in a grocery cart or you can put them in a car seat carrier and put them in the cart and then your hands are already free. Right. So with somebody who is older and who is able-bodied to walk and kind of do her own thing a little bit, 
um, it's a little bit more important that we are more aware of what she's doing and where she's at. Mm -hmm. And she, I mean, you've moved into a season where she's an adult. She's Mm -hmm. a full-fledged adult. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure she wants to assert that independence. Absolutely. Does she show those? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. She definitely wants to be independent. She just hasn't quite found her way to implement it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be some moderating of that from from mom and dad. We let her have her choices. And then sometimes it's a hard no or, you know, we give some flexibility. But now, have you found to help? Have you found that preparing her for a situation, if you know you're going to be in a a place where there's lots of social engagement Mm -hmm. and and allowing her to to be let to invite to be invited into that conversation about this is where we're going, this is what it's yeah. going to, these are the sounds you're going to hear. Mm-hmm. Do you find that that lessens her anxiety? Um, I would say a little bit. Mm-hmm. She, she, I mean, she loves going out in public, but after a while she starts to like, ooh, I wanna go home. Yeah. Um, but the more we give her information when we are on the way there, if we do it too far in advance, we hear nothing but talking about what's gonna happen. Right. <laughs> or at least the mumblings of. Um, so the more we give her, Sometimes the better, but sometimes it's better to just be quiet about it. Yeah. And then she just kind of follows the lead sometimes. Yeah. I'd imagine you just have to watch for her signs. Like mm-hmm. even though she's nonverbal. Yes. Our expressions are communications. Yes. And so she, I'm sure it communicates to you very clearly. Yeah. When her she's body language. Her yeah. Yeah. Her body language, her face. Um, you can tell by certain stims. You know, kids, they have certain repetitive movements that they do when they get either overstimulated or they're understimulated. So, yeah, her body language definitely speaks very loud. (laughs) Now, have you found um, other people to be confused by her or upset by her or other children? Do they feel nervous around her? Um, Sometimes some kids do, uh, but most children Mm -hmm. um, up to a certain age are quite receptive of people with disabilities yeah they don't quite see it um whereas older kids is where you start to run into the um the offset like i don't really want to be around that type of behavior yeah i found my my so this actually happened a couple weekends ago my children were around um a young child with tourette's oh and we got in the car and i asked them i said did you notice did you notice anything about you know daniel today And just trying to see what they said, because if not, I wanted to have the conversation with them to explain what that was, because I know they noticed. Um, But I was just trying to perceive if they, you know, did you have fun? Like, what did you guys do? Mm -hmm. And my son, who's five, who's six, said, yeah, he has, he has, what did he call it? I have to remember the word. Therese. Therese. Yes, Therese. (laughs) And I was like, oh, what does that mean? And he was like, I don't know. Like, he just knew he had Therese. So my eight-year-old, she was like, um, yeah, he, I asked him why he was moving like that. And he told me he had Tourette's. I was like, oh, you noticed that he was moving differently. And she Hmm. said, yeah. So I just asked him, I said, why are you, why are you moving like that? And he said, oh, I have Tourette's. I can't control it. And she was like, oh, okay. And they continued playing. I love kids. Yeah. (laughs) They just ask. They hear the answer and they're like satisfied with it. Right. They don't need a billion other questions answered. They just like, oh. Okay, you're different. Cool. Yeah, but I'm I'm on the back end. Like, how did we navigate this? You know, mm-hmm. did we do it kindly? Yeah, kindly? I think if the children ask more questions, you end up navigating it a little more different. But usually, they don't need more. They yeah. just want to have a. This might sound maybe not the right way to say it, but a shallow understanding of what's going on, just so that they can understand why they're doing what they're doing. And then they just move on with it. Like they don't need to know what else comes with it or what else is wrong with you or um, do I need to help you in any kind of way? Because most of the time they just want to play. Right. Yeah. They know. They know how to respond in their environment. So, yeah. And I think that that I would imagine that this is psychologically good for the child that is struggling with with XYZ mm-hmm. because they're able to talk about it more confidently and portray to somebody, I have that, you know, this is the disability that I have. Mm-hmm. And then let's move on and play and do things that I can still do. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and it's not something they're hiding. Nope. It's like, well, let's and there's just, no embarrassment that's yes. attached to it either. If kids don't keep asking, you know, further questions, it's just, oh, okay. Yeah. And then they don't have to 
feel like they're that much different. I love that. Yeah. So with your daughter, in the event of an emergency, you have showed me that you guys use a couple significant things to signify to people that you have a nonverbal child in the car. Let's talk about those. Um, We currently have a seatbelt strap that Velcros to it. Um, it reminds me of like the yeah. little minky, you know, if you're, if you're a parent and you've had a baby, the, the little shoulder minky straps. shoulder straps. Yes. Those that make it like nice like and that. soft and it cozy. It is a little padded too, just in case it comes up and rubs, rubs the on neck. their shoulders. Um, it's a little padded, but it does, and it comes in a variety of options for labels. So it could say autism, it could say down syndrome, it could, it could say nonverbal, it could say whatever it needed to say. Um, and it's a little label that says for us it says down syndrome may not understand um an emergency or might be frightened and try to wander at least i think that's what it says it says something very similar to that and then we're currently in the market looking for something that we can attach to it to put any of her medical needs on there as well so if i am incapacitated or my husband's incapacitated and we can't answer any questions of her medical history allergies, surgeries, things like that, we can put a brief um, section of her medical history on there as well. That's awesome. So that way an emergency provider could at least have an idea of what they're dealing with. Yeah. So I would imagine, and and the people listening will imagine a scenario where Mm -hmm. first responders or paramedics would come onto the scene and they would be trying to communicate with this child who who knows what state of panic they could be in mm-hmm. or uh, not in or not in about their their safety mm-hmm. you know where are you right now in this moment and mm-hmm. they could take the lack of communication from the child as as many things mm-hmm. if they don't understand exactly that this is the child's normal state of being yes they cannot and will not communicate with you exactly and so it it will push it will it will it will be the conduit, the conduit for mm-hmm. for safeguarding this child. Yes. Them knowing that they have to take um, extra precautions. More, yes, and more immediate and more fast acting measures with the child because they're not going to be able to respond to what yes. they have to say. So, I love that. I love the seatbelt cover. Where do you find it? Um, the one I currently have, I found off of Amazon. Oh, nice. Um, but it was through like an Etsy link where they sell off of Etsy okay. and Amazon. Um, and it Velcros? It Velcros. So you can remove it and put it in any vehicle that you want. Sorry, Velcro is actually trademarked. I think we're supposed to say hook and loop or something. Hook and loop? Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> it's a hook and loop. I'm joking. I'm joking. It Velcros. It Velcros. Um, so you can remove it. You can put it, like, if you are traveling, you can bring it with you. Yeah, you could even put it on mm-hmm. the airplane if you wanted. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Guys, we're going to interrupt your podcast for just a second and talk to you about our sponsor, Wild Alaskan Company. Um, I'm going to start this off by saying I'm not a huge fish guy. I've never eaten a lot of fish. It's not something I've really enjoyed, but I was blown away when I tried out the Wild Alaskan Company fish. We all know that we should probably be eating more to get those omega-3s, the protein that we need. Uh, But again, if you're not like, or if you are like me and you don't particularly care for it, it can be a little intimidating to try to find out new ways to cook things or um, new things to try. But uh, Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination and every month there are different species to explore. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. Right now you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com fieldcraft. That's wildalaskancompany.com fieldcraft for $15 off your first box. WildAlaskanCompany.com slash Fieldcraft. Make sure you guys use our URL and that will let them know that we sent you. Try it out, guys. You won't regret it. Okay. What else do you do in the car? Do you do anything else Um, in the car? Well, we keep uh, like a prepared bag for like if, say, we're traveling, which we do a lot. We do a lot of road trips. Like a mobility bag. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And we keep emergency food 
in there. Okay. Um, one of the biggest things with people with disabilities is they tend to have a high occurrence of allergies. So looking for um, foods like uh, food bars, mm-hmm. if since it's a space saver, looking for those with um, allergy friendly ingredients, we do that. Um, we do keep like a glass breaker okay. as well in the vehicle. I have one that I keep on my person as well. Um, and gosh, what else do we have? have no, does she write? Uh, she draws, but she doesn't know how to write her name, okay. unfortunately. Okay. Um, Do you keep any we keep contact information on her? We have. She tends to take her backpack everywhere she goes, so we do. I love it's that. Really, yeah. So we do keep like a you know the travel, just travel labels for your bags. Yes, like like, like, a, like they're in a luggage label. Luggage yeah, like tag. a luggage tag. Uh, we keep one of those on her backpack at all times okay. with her information on it and it has your contact yes information. it does okay. mm-hmm. yeah yeah very good and it usually is like with her in her area mm-hmm. when she sits in the vehicle now i love with my youngest i don't do it with my older two anymore but with the youngest i i when i'm tra- when i'm traveling with her like through an airport or something mm-hmm. i have that invoxia gps tractor tracker i think i saw that mm-hmm. you it's like, shared it on instagram girl I search for GPS trackers for forever. And that's what I've been in, like, the search of for They're, a long they time. They weren't actually created for human beings. <laughs> but they checked all the boxes I needed yeah. them to check. And so I reached out to them. They were a French company. Um, I remember having a phone call with them on the floor of my closet at... <laughs> I don't even remember what time. But whatever time it was, it was, like, an ungodly time to, to match their time. Yeah. And the guy had the sweetest French accent. And he's like, I don't, we don't normally do this. I'm not even going to try to do it. But, but, you know, it makes sense for what you have to do. They had them for like firearms and motorcycles, like for people to protect their belongings. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but the, so the thing with GPS trackers that for kids, like the watches and things like that, it's like a super high monthly fees. Mm -hmm which isn't a big deal, but as I'm trying to find things to promote to, to the general public, mm-hmm. people with four children are not gonna be like, yeah, I totally am gonna take on a $70 per child. Well, and not to mention watches or things that you have to keep on your body. It requires you to keep it on your body. Right. And if you have a sensory kiddo that doesn't like things on their body, good luck keeping it on. Right, so. now I would say it's probably the watch was probably easier than the Inboxia. So it's the size of like a large jump drive. Oh. And it has like a um, a lanyard on the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you pay like $130 and you get two mo- two years, mm-hmm. I believe. Like one, one year, I don't even remember. Maybe one year is $130, two years is $150 or something okay. like this. But it pays for that because Things like the tile mm-hmm. and and those type of things, those um, can only track you for a very short distance. Yeah, it's like a certain perimeter. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you have to, if you're using an actual GPS tracker, you have to be using like the, the network, the cellular yeah. network. And so that's why you have to pay a monthly fee. But they just lump it all into the price of it to where you just pay like 150 bucks and you're set for two years. Mm-hmm. The battery life lasts about two months. And then I recharge it. Yeah. Um, and there's a button on the back that she can press and it alerts my phone. And, and it's an SOS button that tells me she alerted me. So that's oh. her way of communicating. With yeah. Me. But um, other than that, I can track everywhere the tracker's been through the app on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see like where she's at. It updates every five minutes. Um, and so it's great. I love it. Um, but if I'm traveling, if I'm in an airport with her, I will tuck it in her backpack. Yeah. It's not something that I make her carry on Everywhere. the daily. Yeah. yeah. But in a place where I know we, you know, there's going to be a large amount of people, mm-hmm. the, the risk for her disappearing is high. I yeah. will put that in there so that I can track her if she were. Absolutely. And that she knows like a- she knows that she can take it out and press the button too if mm-hmm. she were to need in, in case of an emergency. So I love the, I love the, you know, the, our availability to technology yeah. at this point in time for situations kind of yeah, like with your absolutely. So what, <clears throat> what, what have you taught your son? Because this is probably, this is probably something that people don't often put the thought into is the yes. sibling. How can yes. the sibling help protect their si- si- brother or sister 
Well, <laughs> so it, it started at a very young age um, and it mostly was him just overhearing conversations. Just organically um, happened. Yeah, mm -hmm. because in our house, we have to talk about a lot of things that a lot of families probably don't talk about in the open. Right. You know? Um, so he has just kind of developed a little bit of sense of uh, protective mode. I love so that, he, I know it's adorable, even though they're siblings and they still fight and they still say, I don't like you right now. Um, he has developed this protectiveness in a sense of he keeps an eye on her, but also when other people interact with her, he's the first person to be like, well, you might notice that she has Down syndrome. Oh, that's sweet. So he tells people right off the bat. And he's nine. Yes. And he's nine. So he's been, but he's been telling people, you know, my sister has Down syndrome for years now. Um, but then it started to advance into, um, well, she can't do that yet because she has Down syndrome. She can't quite do this because she's got Down syndrome. I'm sorry, but Maddie can't eat this because she's allergic to it. So he will step in when people like try to offer her food, like at church or something. That's They'll amazing. be like, hey, you want a treat? And he'd be like, she can't have that. You got to ask mom and dad first. So it's the little things like that. And then he knows that she takes off sometimes, like mm -hmm. she will wander. Um, and he just reminds her. It's it's a gentle reminder instead of a parental reminder, you know, where we could be flustered or we could be a little disappointed or angry and our emotions get the best of us. He has the gentle brother reminder mm -hmm. of just like, Maddie, it's not wise to do that. Like a reinforcement. Yeah. And he does it in a way that's just a little bit um, like compassionate. And innocent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of his emotions aren't involved like a parent is, right. you know where we feel disappointed or whatever. So his is just more of like a, you know, Maddie, let's just go let's do, do something better. different. Yeah, let's do better. <laughs> you should make better choices. That's really I have true. heard him say that a few times. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, so I have had conversations with friends who have children mm -hmm. with severe autism mm -hmm. who have said, you know, preparing your children is incredible mm -hmm. and when you have a child who has the capabilities to fully protect themselves, mm -hmm. it's amazing. But what people don't realize is that there are children in this world who are completely incapable of protecting themselves. Yes. And that's when you have to recognize the importance and the value of community, your own personal situational awareness, your own personal understanding of nonverbal communication and reading cues from your child and reading cues from other people. Mm -hmm. And then compassionately teaching that to those around you because that's who's safeguarding your child. Yes. You mm -hmm. know, because there's going to be in a, a day and time when you're not with her. Exactly. I might, it might be a day where my son is old enough and can stay home with her all by himself. And um, maybe a house fire happens. Mm -hmm. He would be able to assist her. Yes. Knowing that, um, that we have plans in mm -hmm. place and he knows who the safe neighbors are or where to go to get the help or who to call. Whereas she may not understand that. She yeah. might just be like, oh, well, there's something happening. Yeah. So being able to prepare him and eventually he'll probably prepare his friends to prepare other things from happening or not happening. Yeah. And that's what happened. That's what it's happens. It's a trickle is effect. That, well, it's that when we take the stand to be leaders in mm -hmm. our own homes and in our own communities, through our own circumstances, mm -hmm. the uniqueness of our circumstances, um, and and the level the level of of the sway on either side of what we call yeah. the borderline of normalcy, quote unquote. I even I hate that word. But <laughs> you can say neurotypical or neurotypical typical. <laughs> of, of typical behavior. You want to be geeky about it? Yeah, is um, it's showcasing that. Yeah, in a way that is filled with grace. Mm -hmm. And in a way that is conducive to learning, mm -hmm. like, let me show you through yeah. my own struggles and in my own life, how to navigate this. Mm -hmm. And then that transpires into a greater understanding or for the people around us, Yes, you know, because it's the only way mm -hmm. to shine a light on it. Yeah. And to make other people see that there's a different way to do it. Absolutely. You know, yep. and that you still thrive in the midst of it. Yeah. I mean, even though things can be super difficult at times, there's still such a 
beautiful opportunity to create that environment for all kinds of different learning, whether it be preparedness or just the general learning that kids go through in life. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a beautiful opportunity to pull that all together. Absolutely. And you know what? I bet your son's um, like a grasp on situational awareness is pretty significant. Yeah, it is. Well, I think it's because he watches his dad like a hawk. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's his number one uh, hero. So cute. Yeah. So he watches him very closely. He's very aware of surroundings and different people and just all kinds of situations, I guess. Yeah. And even his understanding of nonverbal cues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's really good. Tell me, I know you have to have like a fire in your belly and some vision <laughs> to do something for moms and families. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, well, I mean, I've always wanted to be able to give people something that I didn't have. So throughout the last 16 years, obviously, since I had Maddie, um, I there's just a very short period of time where I've had a community of people who have children with Down syndrome. Um, so I raised Madison without knowing a single other person who had a child with Down syndrome until she was like 13 years old. Yeah. So I always want to have a mindset of being able to give somebody that thing that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. I didn't have somebody to share with me the, um, the struggles or the opportunities that were going to come. I didn't have somebody who has uh, done any anything like what we're doing, you know, like right. we carry guns, we mm -hmm. prepare our cars, we prepare our home for all kinds of different situations that could happen. Um, I don't know very many people who do that. Um, I have a very small community now that I've been speaking out about it, but for 13 years, I didn't have that. Um, so that's kind of just the fire in my belly. That's to just create. Yeah, to create something that maybe somebody else is looking for. Absolutely. A sense of understanding, a yeah. sense of belonging, yes. validation. Or that they're not alone in their desire to be prepared right. for anything. Or that it, 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 it is possible to be prepared. And yeah. here are the yes. different Absolutely. requirements mm -hmm. or the different modulations that you're going to, going to have to do. Even when it comes to firearm safety, I'm yes. sure in the home, like there's extra levels of having to understand that she is mobile. Mm -hmm. She is capable yep. of getting into places where guns are yep. and may not have a full grasp and comprehension about mm -hmm. how to be safe around them. So that's an yep. extra layer of safety. That's your responsibility. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because she's not like a toddler who may no. not be able to manipulate certain things. Exactly. Know. She can. Yes. She's capable. So yeah, there's so many layers to that. And I think what I think that that like that is our job and our duty here. Mm -hmm. it, it, that's my belief in and how we go about shining that light mm -hmm. to the world is yes. based on what challenges and what circumstances you've had to overcome. And mm -hmm. yours are very specific, mm -hmm. but hugely impactful. Yeah. Well, and you can apply them across so many. I mean, if you think about it, Down syndrome is a spectrum disorder as well. Like it's not just, you know, because kids with Down syndrome can also have autism, mm -hmm. but there's also different variants of Down syndrome. So you can have a fully functional person with Down syndrome who is married and has children of their own. Mm -hmm. um, or you can have the ones that are quite handicapped and may need a lot of assistance. So there's a spectrum of it. And it's there's you can apply so much of what one person has to say across the board. And then you take it and make it your own mm -hmm. to apply it to how you need to have it done. You know, you can start with the basics of, say, I give you an idea. Mm -hmm. You start with that and then you tweak it because, you know, your child figured something out or it wasn't a good hiding spot or it wasn't, you know, they weren't quite aware or something like that. Um, and then you tweak it a little bit. And then say your friend contacts you and says, hey, I really need help figuring something out. I tried this and then I did this mm -hmm. and that worked. Maybe you could try it this way. Mm -hmm. So when you have like the base of what somebody is doing that's different, you can just implement it. You're just like field testing it over yes, and over. Yes, exactly. And over again. You're field testing it and you're you're just 
giving little different variants of and how the, the hard thing with it. this is that it's not a one size fits all no. but i would imagine do you feel like the people that you, the parents you interact with mm-hmm. who also have other down syndrome children or children on the spectrum mm-hmm. who i mean i say that it's the umbrella term but yeah. do you find that they are better able to implement and understand that your suggestions aren't going to work for them, but they know the ways in which to mold them into their own life? Yeah, I think so. I mean, because you see it across the board with um, adaptive tools that we use with in therapy. They're good at flexing. Yes, yeah. everybody is super good at shaping and molding the tools that they were given in order to make it work for their child. Mm-hmm. Um, we do it in IEPs, we do it with therapy, we do it with um, food, we do it with all kinds of different things. So mm-hmm. it, I feel like every parent, every mom at least, has the ability to flex and mold skills. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And I, I think that that special needs parents are resilient in that way. Yes. <laughs> that they probably know that they have to they have to do the work. Like mm-hmm. you can give be given the tools, but there's a lot of work that has to be done on your part. Absolutely. Like, I highly respect you guys for that. Hey guys, just gonna interrupt the podcast for just a minute to tell you about another one of our sponsors, Element. Element is a drink mix that is taking over the world. Guys, with Element, you can get valuable electrolytes back Electrolytes back after fasting or working out. Help fight the keto flu, fight carb cravings, and kickstart your day in the morning to help you fight the grogginess. Element has zero sugar, artificial, no artificial ingredients or coloring. Many professional athletes in leagues like the NBA and NFL are using this, as well as Olympic teams, USA weightlifting, and three Navy SEAL teams, and other tactical teams like the FBI, Uh, sniper teams, and the Marines, and many more. Element is offering Fieldcraft Survival Podcast listeners a special opportunity to try Element for free. Using our link, Element will send you a sample pack that includes eight packets of assorted flavors. All you got to do is pay shipping, which in the U.S. should only be about, what, five bucks or something. Um, So don't miss out on this offer. When you guys are working out, when you're losing all that salt, especially in the summer when it's really hot and you're sweating a lot, um, you need to replace that salt. And Element does that it gets you those um all of the the electrolytes back that you need after you're working out and after doing all of that stuff so head over to drink slash fieldcraft and get the free sample pack all you pay is shipping again that's drink element.com forward slash fieldcraft back to the podcast what do you feel like do you interact with a lot of other da- of uh, with other special needs parents? On well, there's another one that's coming. joining our class so tomorrow. Excited. Yes. Um, so there's there's a few. Are you private uh, Facebook? I mean Instagram. I am on a private page. Okay. Yes. Um, I I interact with a fair amount. Um, there's a very small group though, for. I mean, at least for me, because I'm so young. Mm-hmm. I'm in my 30s and I have a child who's going to be 17. That's not very common <laughs> in the realm of Down syndrome. Most of them are a little bit older mm-hmm. who have the older kids. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're like, listen, I got a head start. Yeah, okay. I got a little head start. So, <laughs> um, so my group is kind of small. Okay. But then when I look at the other groups, you know, of all the parents who are my age, they all have a lot of small children. Okay. So um, every year there is a retreat for just moms. Just moms? Just moms. No kids, no husbands allowed. To equip you. Yep. So we can sit and we can talk all things Down syndrome. And I spoke at them twice. That's amazing. Um, just to kind of give like a viewpoint. You Where's know? it at? Uh, they change locations every year. Okay. It's awesome. It's called DSDN, That's Down amazing. Syndrome Diagnosis Network. So I'm involved, but not super involved. Um, I've kind of been a little bit more quiet in the last year, yeah. year and a half. So what do you think, like as you talk about wanting to provide that resource mm-hmm. that other parents didn't have, what do you think is the best method or the best um, medium for going about that? Is that a book or these, like, do you feel like it's video? Why do you got to say a book? Everybody keeps telling me I need to write write a book book. because I'm girl, (laughs) I'm a book girl. Okay. I know. Um, it could be a book. Uh, it could be, oh gosh, I don't even know where to begin. I do know 
Because I asked in my Down syndrome groups that I am before I came here, I asked what the number one fear, or I shouldn't say fear, the number one concern that they have, yeah, that they have regarding preparedness and safety for children like ours. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing that they said was the eloping and the the awareness that these kids are struggling with. Okay. Um, the so physical the, safety. Yes, the physical safety and of our children. Yes. Um, and gosh, even just thinking about that, I have all kinds of ideas that just whip through my head on how to be aware of your own surroundings as mm-hmm. the adult um, while being able to keep a really good close eye on your child. I think there's something to that. It I is. think I think there's something to regaining mm-hmm. our understanding of situational awareness awareness clearly as adults. Mm-hmm. And being able to see with more clarity yeah. the vulnerabilities that lie therein mm-hmm. for our children because we know that we know their habits. Like yeah. intuitively, yeah. you know the habits of your child, your special need child. And mm-hmm. so if you're able to subconsciously just automatically be gauging your surroundings and yeah. taking them in in that regard, that is such a huge, a huge um, hedge of protection yeah. around your children. Well, and it's not even just like public spaces. Like obviously public spaces is um, where you see a lot of kids that like to take off. They'll just mm-hmm. look one way and they're gone. They love to run, just run. <laughs> Do you but think it, they're trying to engage with the crowd? Are they trying um, to escape? I don't think they're trying to like purposefully escape. I yeah. think that they see something and they just want to go. So their impulse just tells them to go. Right. Um, and, you know, kids just naturally have that um, – that desire to play and run and be free, right? Right. So I think they just have a thought and go. And they, they run, don't. They, run they don't have that consequence mind. Yeah, that consequence mindset. Mm-hmm. It's not really there. Right. Um, and same thing with inside the home. Kids like to escape. You know, they like to explore and adventure and test their boundaries. And same thing. You leave a door unlocked and out the door they go. Mm-hmm. They just want to explore and um, their impulse just tells them to go. Right. So there's a whole a whole market out there, I'm sure, that it could use information on how to at least have the awareness of to keep that safety in, in mind. And I think there's not, like from my perspective, my very limited, naive yeah. perspective, it's like maybe there's not a handbook on this. There's not. <laughs> like maybe this is, hey, this is a challenge for me as the adult, the yeah. responsible adult to, mm-hmm. to be next level with my yeah. awareness. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself is is how I'm going to protect my child. Yeah. You know, like there's not going to be a book that says how to keep Maddie safe. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. not out there. Yeah. I, you know what I'd love to do though? I'd love to turn this into an online course. Mm-hmm. That would you know, be really rad. What I'm doing now yeah. um, is doing LMS mm-hmm. and figuring out a way to scale it for just the most common anomalies that they you'd face, mm-hmm. how to counteract those, and almost more like a guide for, the, well, it would be a guide for the parents. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's just so hard to get specific with it because there's such well, a variance. I mean, but you came to the right person because I have a lot of experience oh, girl, with a daughter who is alone. We have <laughs> we have whiteboards all over this room. Let's start yes. planning out this LMS. But maybe maybe it's like a course for people that have children that are nonverbal. Yeah, and then maybe it's a course for people I don't know like physical yeah disabilities mm-hmm. like maybe that's how it's separated mm-hmm. obviously you're not going to hit every single Mm-mm. nail but you could at least provide a basic framework for these yeah. people from which they can then launch mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I don't know something to sit on something to sit on yeah let's let's chew on this <laughs> I'll be harassing you that's all Come right on. I love we it we need to make production notes on this yes <laughs> it's time I just think it would be, I think, I think what I'm seeing is that video mm-hmm. broken down into small bites, yep, uh, like an interactive video, which is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're using LMS as a software, a learning management system that we use a content authoring tool yeah. to then impart interactive learning within videos that we've created. Yeah. And so you're having to 
you're having to answer questions and annotations are popping up on the screen and you're having to go through yeah. diagrams and, and locate hot spots or yes. um, to identify parts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're, you're actively learning. You're not passively learning and that's huge. Mm-hmm. And so you're engaging auditory, tactile and vision. Yes. You're engaging everything. And so that's really culminating into such a rich learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love, that's what I love about LMS. So yeah. I'd imagine for these parents who are probably in a state of overwhelm already, that having these small broken down components that can can activate all of the different types of learning that's so relevant to us mm-hmm. as human beings, just trying to make our way yeah. through, it would be so beneficial. It would. I agree. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I love it. So much work. I know. <laughs> it's great. A lot of work, but it would be rewarding. Absolutely. And it would be rewarding in a sense that you you have tools that will be developed in order to help other people. And that's kind of what we're called to do as humans is and what to about help like, other people. Absolutely. Special needs teachers to even do these courses. Absolutely. Because kids don't just take off in mm-hmm. grocery stores in your own home. Right. If they do it there, they're going to do it at the mall. They're going to do it in school. They're going to do it on the field while they're playing soccer. Mm-hmm. There's a wide variety of situations that can pop up. And I feel like there's there's a lot of people looking for those answers. That's awesome. We'll have to, we'll have to figure this out. So are you excited about the class tomorrow? Yes. So she's here for our women's self-defense class. Um, this is our third one. Third. Oh, you snuck one in. That's right. Yeah, that's right. This one's actually been sold out since May. Yeah, this one sold out rather quickly. We just opened another one at the end of September. Yeah. Super exciting. Um, We have a level two version of this course coming at the end of August. Count me in. And then we're doing it again in November. Oh, yay. Yeah, I think it's like November. And will it be here in Utah? Yes. We do it here just because just because we have to use the um simunition simunition yeah <laughs> so what i love about simunition is it's non-toxic and it's non-lethal round mm-hmm. so you get the same feel and the same um mechanism of action within the gun yes so you're getting that understanding of how the gun cycles yeah. the cycle of operation yep. and you you hear the bang and you feel a little bit mm-hmm. of the recoil um but it's not going to kill you it's little like yeah. rubber and also it's non-toxic. So we have pregnant women that come do the courses and there's that there's that concern over lead exposure mm-hmm. whenever yep. they're shooting uh, lead am- ammunition. And mm-hmm. so it's such it's such a great option. We do it inside, so it's super safe okay. um, and very non-threatening to people who are brand new to guns. So we do like a neuro block at the beginning and we talk about the, the <laughs> you're gonna love that part actually now that I think about it. The brain is just fun. I'm excited. The brain's fun. So we talk about the psychology of fear and your response to fear Mm -hmm. and your response to threats. And then we talk about the specific way that women respond Mm -hmm. and what makes them different. Because a lot of women view the, the, the natural gravitations of a woman's emotion Mm -hmm. as debilitating or harmful when you can use it to your advantage. And so we talk about that and just talk about some considerations as women, how we can increase our situational awareness. We eat lunch and then we move on to the pistol portion and the concealed carry consideration. So people love the class. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, we can only fit 30 people in a class just because of the the simulator. This, I mean, the simunition guns. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great. It also creates a more intimate learning environment, which I think is really good for women, mm-hmm. especially ones who feel very nervous, who've literally never. We at our first course, they handed a gun to a woman, and she was like, "I don't know what to do. I've never what held do I a do gun with before." It? Yeah, like come yeah. knowing nothing. You're good for her. No judgment. Yeah. No answer is wrong. Mm-hmm. We, you will leave knowing a lot mm, and you will feel that's so excellent. Confident. Well, so and it's, great. it's intimate in a sense that you're all females. Mm-hmm. There's no, like your husband's not standing Absolutely. over you and watching, <laughs> which can be intimidating for a lot of people. There's I no know sometimes I get that in. way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's don't watch me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so the level two class has been, they did allow it to be co-ed because we had some women nice. bring husbands. Yeah. Um, and then it's all situation based. So it's like that decision point. 
Yes. Like let's inoculate you with fear Mm -hmm. and have you make a decision because that's what a lot of people want. They're like, I don't know when, like when would I make the decision to defend my life? Yep. And that's what this is Well, because there's a lot of steps before it becomes a a, a lethal (laughs) confrontation. Yeah. But you can't prepare for something that you don't allow your mind to take you through. Exactly. And so that's what this course does. Yeah. And so this, that one's a level two version. So that's going to be That's going to be rad. On July 31st, I believe. Okay. uh, We'll have a, it's all pistol. So -hmm. it's a four, it's four hours of just pistol running through situations with pistols. So cool. That one's a little different. Yeah. The other one's more situation-based, um, and there's some neuro in there, but the July 31st one's just pistols. So, so many great things for women happening. Finally. And we got tanks. We got women's tank tops. Yes. We're going to go downstairs and get you one. You're going to pick out whatever one you want. <laughs> um, Swag. And take it home. Yeah. But, yeah, we're just – it's a brand-new demographic, mm-hmm. in a sense, for Fieldcraft, in the way that we're doing it now. Well, it's a – it's new for the entire country. I mean, yeah. gun sales went to yeah. women this last year. They did. They did. And, and we have so many more constitutional carry states now. Yes. So women are mm-hmm. more likely to want to carry a gun. Yep. I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yep. You don't need a permit in your state anymore. You're, the Constitution is your permit. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I, if there's guns and we're carrying them, let's be safe. And that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're educating women and allowing them to... Um, reclaim hmm. this this liberty that yes. is theirs. <laughs> I like that. Um, so it's super fun. What are you most excited about tomorrow? Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of excited for all of it. You've shot guns. So. I have. Yeah. So I I am very familiar. Mm-hmm. I the one thing that I I don't carry on my body yet. Oh, so you'll you'll enjoy that. I portion. will enjoy that portion because I am just now at the stage of learning to because I I just got my holster, and I just very nice. Yep. So I am learning the draw. Uh huh. I love portion it. Part of carrying on my body. So, so. women have like have loved that, and so that's mm-hmm. we bring you guys upstairs. We have a classroom up here. Yeah. You saw when we walked up, mm-hmm. and we have Stephanie. Who's, who does I met the her downstairs, yes. the blonde mm-hmm. girl. She's incredible. Yeah. So she does tactical instruction. Yes. Um, but she's really great at the concealed carry consideration. So she's up here with mm-hmm. Jackie. Okay. Jackie is the face of Freedom Concealed. Okay. Um, it's an Did Instagram. she have brown hair? Jackie, um, she has like sandy blonde. Okay. No, I didn't. Hair. She wasn't downstairs. Okay. Um, she has an Instagram called Freedom Concealed. She works for yes. a holster company. Okay. Yeah. So her specialty is she started carrying in college. Mm. And so she has had to navigate, she was a, a business, a marketing major. And so she was having to wear business clothing. And yes. then, you know, she's a college student. So the leggings, like the whole Lululemon get up uh. and figure out how to carry, like yeah. how to have the freedom to wear what she wanted and yes. also conceal. And mm-hmm. so that's been her bread and butter. So we have a variety of guns up here that are all empty and unloaded for women to hold. Mm-hmm. Um, because I find that they, that's a lot of people's question when they get here is, mm-hmm. can I hold a gun? Like what gun can would I you choose it? for me? Yeah. You know? Cause I mean, it can be intimidating to walk into a gun store Absolutely. <laughs> and being like, I don't know how to pick out a gun. Right. And or if, or oh, you're well, at the mercy of the owner exactly. and what they believe is a good gun. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, yeah. Let's let the people who know what they're talking about give you some yes. advice before you walk in. And then you can – that in and of itself is an empower. If you can it walk is. into a gun shop empowered and know and what, know what you, you want, want yes. you know, whether they have it or not. It's very empowering. Is going to be the question yes. in the day and age of, of gun shortages. <laughs> um, so that's been awesome too is that you don't you won't necessarily walk into a gun shop and have a Glock 43, a P365, a Sig P365, you know, a mm-hmm. – an MNP shield or all the things women want to hold. Yep. Um, so here you get the variety. Yes. You can hold them and then you can decide what feels good in your hand mm-hmm. and get those recommendations. But they also, they have a variety of holsters mm-hmm. and all the different setups I to show you how to wear. Is that who I got my holster from? Odin? No. The f- Southern Bullets? Southern Bullets. Okay, yeah. No, yeah. I think they're in Florida. I like that one. Yeah, it's it's nice. cute. It's and it's like it's <laughs> um it's created 
in a way that fits really well against a woman's body. Yes. You don't have a whole lot of extra kydex hanging out yes. there. Mm -hmm. Cause um, sometimes that can be really bulky. Right. Yeah. And not look so great. Right. A little harder to cover. Right. Um, so yeah, that part of the class is great. Mm -hmm. And that's a split block. So we do pistol. Half the group does the pistol downstairs okay. and then half comes up here and does that. And then mm -hmm. they swap. So cool. you have like 45 to 50 minutes. That'll be fun. Yeah. So Absolutely. that's my favorite part we that I'm looking forward class. to. You're, and you'll love those girls. Like, well, I'm, they're amazing. Well, I'm selfishly excited that I get to see my girlfriend, Gina. Oh. She has a little boy with Down syndrome. You told me about yes, her, right? I did. Okay. Yes. Um, so I was pretty excited. I was like, what? Because she was like, I see you're going to Amber's course. And I was like, I am. And so she you goes, inspired her to come. Oh. Yes. Nice. So, yeah. I haven't seen her in probably two years at the last Down Syndrome retreat, actually. Very good. Yeah. So you get a little meetup. Yes. I love that. Yes. I love, well, I love that you, you get like a little respite this weekend. Yeah. Doing a little something for yourself. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited about this. I really do. I know, I know it's a very specific market, but my heart just goes out to people who feel like they fall off to the wayside when it mm -hmm. comes to our normal education. Yeah. And our typical education. And so I want to make sure we're filling those voids when we can. And I would be happy to help. I'd love it. Cause be careful. Yes. Volunteer yourself around here. <laughs> Take me. I'm yours. Use me. I don't have a home yet. So <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Well, I'll come to Utah. No yeah. big deal. Good luck. We'll, we'll do that together. <laughs> We'll figure out where you're going to live. We could probably get Kevin to build you a shelter. Hey, it'll be great. I like it. We'll set you <laughs> we'll set you up here and we'll make you we'll make you uh record LMS with us. <laughs> well, this has been great. Do you have any final things you want to share? Like any tips you'd give to parents who are navigating these same waters? Um, well, first and foremost, just practice your awareness. Yeah. Keep your eyes up. Women, put away your phone for a little while. Focus on yourself. Focus on your surroundings, your people, um, just be eyes up, eyes up, eyes forward, be aware. Awesome. If I could give one piece of advice, that's it. Just be aware. I love that. Yeah. And you don't have a public Instagram for me to point them to. Um, well, I can make it public. It's not like it's- You don't have to. No, I don't. I only had it private because I got some weird messages. Oh, shoot. You know, like the sugar daddy ones. Really? You know, yeah. I've never gotten any like that. They're weird. They are weird. Like, like they want weird su I, things. Surprisingly, most of my interactions are well, very you're kind of intimidating. Am I? You're a heat packing mama. Like I would never call myself intimidating. Well, I mean, but you're like that southern cute intimidating. <laughs> but I've I've been I can I've see been the fire in your eyes. <laughs> I've been thoroughly surprised that yeah. people are, I mean, the the only comments I've really ever had to work through um, were from people who just had a different opinion than me ah. about educating children. Mm -hmm. um, I actually had somebody who, who they were like, don't try to sway me with your, with your, um, how did they say it? It was something like. Well, don't like, be swayable then. It was like, don't try to sway me with your. Um, decorated speech or something because I was just trying to explain something back because I I I want to people to understand like I'm willing to have a conversation with oh you yeah if you want a different perspective because maybe you've never been offered one maybe you truly don't understand why I would I would do what I'm doing and instead you just reacted mm -hmm. but like let me now respond to mm -hmm. you and out of the few times I've had to do that most of them after they realize like I'm not out for blood they will respond back respectfully. Oh. No, I've had a couple who just good. didn't actually want to they didn't want reach to hear amicability. It. And yeah. so, you know, that's when you get blocked and deleted. Like, you want to play. We're not really playing. <laughs> um, you can only play with people who play back, right? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, Instagram has been amazing. Um, it's a great platform when you have something to share. And yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't share as much, much as I should with the things that I have in my head. Do you want to? Um, I do. I do. I I get um sometimes I just feel like I don't know where to start. Right. Um like where do I hit first? Like where where do where do you even start with something like that? Yeah. So sometimes that thought alone gets me overwhelmed and I'm like, "Oh, I'll wait." Creation I'll wait. can feel like a merry-go-round of sorts. Yeah, it you know, can. Like, when do I jump on? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you just do. Yeah. When you're called. Yep, when it's in alignment. Well, with. and this just might be it. 
you know? This might be it. This might be it. It's all my fault. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Okay, so Emily, you are going to be going public. Where can people find you? (laughs) Well, like you mentioned, my name is Emily, last name Livingston. Um, My Instagram handle is ewildflower7. No dots. There's a dot between the E and wildflower. E dot wildflower7. At least I think that's it. I mean, you can, yeah, you got it right there. Okay, let's look this up real quick. (laughs) E dot wildflower seven. Yes, that's you. That's me. Precious. Brown hair, just in case there's another one out there. Love it. Well, I hope this resonated with you guys. I know this is a little different than our normal podcast, but I think it is so valuable. This is crucial information. um, And I hope this has really helped some of you. And if you have anybody in your life that deals with, um, a fam- families who have special needs, I just encourage you to share this podcast with them. I think what Emily has to say is very authentic and heartfelt. And I think that it can it can definitely help somebody out there. And we really need to segue into these markets and make this um, a relevant and realistic thing for all of these families because preparedness is for everyone. Everyone. For everyone. Yes. Let's figure out a way mm-hmm. to make it so. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm.